we decided for the English market to have a yellow label and today it's uh, the red, red flagship for the for, for Kiko. Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. The Russians liked it sweet, the Brits wanted it dry, and the Americans needed a label, demanding yes. But the widow Clicquot, that's verve to you and me, knew how to get it done. How can the process of pick, press, ferment, bottle, and weight create a liquid that has bewitched the world for centuries? In fact, the first shipment of a thousand bottles of Verve Clicquot to the Russian Tsar in 1813 was consumed in three days. Yes, three days. We were lucky enough to catch Fabienne Moreau, the historian of the house, for a few minutes in the midst of a dinner. Madame Clicquot was, wasn't the founder of the house. The founder is Philippe Clicquot. Uh, he, he was a father-in-law and the house was founded in 1772. And Madame Clicquot was born in 1777. So uh, she, she got married with the son of the founder and, and she became a widow. Uh, she was only 27. And she decided to, 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 to run the, the house. And at that time, it was very uh, amazing to, 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 to decide to be uh, the, this businesswoman because uh, it was the beginning of the 19th century. And it was the, the Napoleonic War. And uh, a woman uh, uh, couldn't uh, run a house or run a company at that time, only the widow. So, okay. because she, uh, she, she wasn't married anymore, and uh, she, so she, she, she could decide to, be, uh, to, to continue the, the history of the house at, 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 the, at the death of her husband. So she, she was really an amazing uh, woman because she decided to, uh, to, to take care of each part of the, the, the elaboration to the champagne wine. And she was uh, very... Uh, uh, she tried to, to obtain the best quality for the wine. It was very important at the time. To, to have one quality the finest, it was her motto, one quality the finest. And it's, uh, nowadays, it's our motto. It's still the motto today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, she's very clever, she's very, uh, uh, she, she, she had a good uh, relation with the people to, to learn, to learn about champagne, to learn about uh, vineyard, and to learn about the, 
international uh, business with the other countries. So she really, she's, she was really the, the a success woman with the, with the, with Vef people. So in a sense, she was really the first marketer of champagne. Yes, I, I think we can because say because she, after the quality was the the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the first preoccupation, but she. She tried to, to have uh, one um, mark, what what uh, a brand, and she uh, at that time the other people tried to to make other bad champagne, bad wine. So so she 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 has invented uh, the the brand, and she, she she has put put the the brand on on the cork, on the crates wood wooden crates to recognize the bottle of the Kiko Champagne. So it was like to be, this is my brand, and this is the, the original brand. So the, the logo was only on the cork? Was, had she created the label as well? Yes, yes, because, because American consumers asked her to have a label. So ah. at the beginning, she wasn't really um, keen on this kind of... Um, uh, for, for her it was difficult to, to accept because uh, the, 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 the brand on the cork for her it was enough uh-huh. but I love it so it was the American market that said we want a label I, I, oh. English people uh-huh. it was more most interesting I think because but it wasn't more anymore Madame Kiko but it was the, the brand Veuve Kiko and they asked uh, it's very important because uh, English uh, are very uh, good for the taste of the champagne, and she she she, uh, she demanded to have uh, less sugar in the in the wine. So the house said, okay, we we will do a, a new blending with less sugar, and this is the beginning of the story of our yellow label, because we we had a white label, and because we we have. Um, put less sugar, we have to, to have a new label, and we decided for the English market to have a yellow label, and today it's our the great, great flagship for the for, for Veuve Kiko. And that's the brute? That's the, yes, the brute? It's brute. Uh-huh. Yes, it's the brute, yes. And is the, 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 it still the number one for the English market? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. yes vintage too, but, uh-huh. and, but for, for Veuve Kiko it's very important, and, and um, this uh, this label was uh, uh, used for the first time uh, for the English market in 1877. Okay. So, because right, she took over 1805. 1805. 1805 yes. Right. So until uh, 1866. And was that the won. first time they had a second type of champagne? Was great uh, evolution for champagne mm-hmm. because before at, at her time it was uh, a lot of uh, sweet champagne mm-hmm. for the Russian for example for the Russian they asked a very sweet a lot of sugar in the champagne do you still make a very sweet no you don't no, no, so the that, recipe's uh, completely changed no 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. Uh-huh. it's brute and we have also we have a, a, a demi sec perhaps you know uh, Rich, we have, we have la- launched two uh, two new uh, bottles, rich, 
uh, with a lot of sugar, but we 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 have uh, some uh, a new uh, way to to uh, taste the, this kind of uh, cuvee, and with ice and with uh, oh, like. Uh, uh, lemon or lime inside the, the, the glass. And that's rich. Oh, that sounds yes. divine. It's like cocktail mixology. Uh-huh. Yes, you know? Cocktail yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, how long has the rich been in production? Uh, two years. Two years. Two years ago, the first one. And then mm. the rosy one uh, last year. Mm. Yeah. Mm. If you like champagne, if you like the, all the story about champagne, you have to come here. We will be very, very pleased to welcome you and explain how the champagne is, is made and also all the story about Champagne region, about the characters, about the, the, the premises. The, we, we have a lot of uh, uh, um, memories of the, of the story of the Champagne because it's, uh, it's like a, a, an epopee about Champagne. So we have the cellars, we have we are here the the Crier, it's a, a patrimony a UNESCO patrimony. So I think when when we like Champagne, it's, it's very good to, to come in a, in Champagne region to discover all the all the story about Champagne. Thanks so much to Fabienne for explaining why we Brits like it dry. Next, we return to London to meet Vittorio Gentile, who is reviving the 1930s Italian futurist cocktail-making manifesto and bringing it into the modern era. Until next time, bottoms up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar. <laughs>